got a fever. And the only prescription is more... Ah! This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. In. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Barry and Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. It's in the hole. Broadcasting live from the Four Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, February 20th, 2016. And it is national a national holiday. Um, it's an international holiday. International, that's right. What is the difference? International, national? International is many nations. National is just this okay. nation. Okay. So we thought we'd celebrate. Today, February 20th, is International Pipe Smoking Day. Pipe smokers around the globe will unite and light up together as we celebrate the noble art of pipe smoking and um, choose the fraternity of cigar lovers across all borders. Briar lovers. Just, Briar lovers? You're just all about cigars. It is. Um, so we're going we're gonna to do it anyway, whether, it, whether we like it or not. We're, gonna we're help, smoking pipes today, so welcome, everybody. Learn. First hour. First <laughs> hour, we'll do it. Welcome, everybody, to Cigar Authority. What happens if we don't make it through the first hour? Can we abort mission and just we can switch abort. to cigars? We can abort. I brought an extra cigar for myself just in case. All right. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us today. Light up a pipe, will you? Uh, You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it. And forget it. So, uh, welcome to the first edition of Pipe Authority. First and only. (laughs) First and only. You know, I I can't wait. This is the one day Jonathan can get away with saying that he enjoys smoking a pipe. Yes, he does. He does. He does. I've never, ever said I enjoyed smoking a pipe. Or a pole. Or anything of that nature. There we go. So, we all picked a pipe today. We're going to start with a brand new pipe. And... um, you know, pipe smoking goes back a long way. I'm 31 years in the cigar business, I say, but it's uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop. We carried, at one point, everything. And at one point, Two Guys Smoke Shop was actually 50% pipes and pipe tobacco. Half the, half the store was pipes and pipes tobacco. How could you stomach it? Oh, my God. Because I will say there is something to... Not every pipe smoker. Can't put everybody in one thing. Everybody's not the same because that would be racist, right? But the average pipe smoker, the regular average pipe smoker, they're thinkers. If you ever see somebody smoke a pipe, they smoke it, and their eye goes up to the right, and they take their time as they have their bent pipe in their hand. I got a quick story about pipe smokers. And they think. The The head tilts back. Yes, they take their time and they think. It's elementary. Well, in retail... They come in to make a purchase, and this thinking process would begin. And I'm a city guy. I'm a mover and a shaker, yeah. man. I want to make this thing happen. Guy comes in. How can I help you? Let me show you something. What are you looking for? Let's get into this. And the thinking begins. And it begins, and it never ends. This dude came in one time, Charles, <laughs> for a pipe. Now, we, we sell 
we sell at this point. I don't know what you sold back then. Probably expensive stuff. But we yeah. sell forty dollars pipes. Okay. Every pipe forty dollars. You want to buy three pipes? You can get them for a hundred bucks. These are smokers' pipes. You may you may have your pipe collection, and these are some high end pipes with. You know, the, the symmetry isn't exactly correct on the grain of the pipe. Correct. You know, you're just, you're just for smoking. So this guy came in. He's looking at a $40 pipe. He comes in day one. He's looking at the pipe. He comes in day two, asks if he can take the pipe with him into the restroom because that's where we have the mirror. I said, absolutely not. If you want a mirror, use the reflection off the cigar case. He comes in day three, and I said, if you don't buy that pipe today, I'm going to buy it. So you can't have it. It's forty dollars. <laughs> cough it up right now, or don't cough it Cut up. To the chase, this is yeah. ridiculous. I know it's not the greatest customer service, but I just lost my mind. And the, the, there's more of that than there isn't more of that. So that's what I'll say. I'm not saying ev- everything, but there's so much of that thinking, and that's what we do when we smoke pipes. A, a, a pipe smoker reflects. This is going to be a boring show then. None of us are really known for our thinking. It's contemplative. <laughs> it is contemplative. Can, we, can you spell that? <laughs> we are known as shooting and then aiming. Yes. Shoot, shoot, aim. Ready, we fire, are a pipe aim. smoker is aiming, 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 aiming. Yeah. Shoot already! Let's go! And this is this is we're, how it is. We're so Ralph Heidi, Cramden, yeah. and they are Art. Uh, no, what's the guy's name? Uh, Norton. Yeah. Norton. My fiance would be happy if I took up pipe smoking because then my aim would be better. There we go. Oh, <laughs> but boom, boom, ching. There we go. Wow. I, was, I was going to the to the negative thing. All right. So today we're going to light up with uh, Optimus. Now, what we picked here for pipes are pipes that have already burned. They're pre-carbonized. So. Yes. What, there is no break-in period, per se, with a pre-carbonized pipe, whereas if you buy a more expensive pipe, really, is the way to, is what you're talking about, a Peterson, uh, you have a break-in period where you only smoke a small portion of the bowl, and you get that carbon, carbon built, built up, up to about 1.5 millimeters of carbon. If it gets more than that, you run the risk of that carbon expanding during the cooling process and blowing your pipe apart. If you've got a $1,000 pipe, you want to just be careful that you get that yeah, scraped up. You want to know what you're doing. But this pipe, how you know the difference, is yours carbon or not? Is it black inside or is it wood? You know, and the black is carbon built up. And they have a machine that actually burns something yep. that ends up doing it and builds a little carbon on it. Huh. So it's already done. And it is not an expensive pipe. It's a cheaper pipe. The more expensive ones, you've got to do it yourself. The opposite of what you would think. Correct. Yeah. Makes you think. <laughs> mm. Makes you think. So... Um, I'm going to pull a little tobacco out myself so I can pass so, this on. Thank you. Let everybody get their little pinch of tobacco and put it on the table because we're going to show you the right way to now, when pack, it comes, pack the bowl. When it comes to... Not pack the fudge, Mr. Jonathan. Pack the bowl. Always with... I have no comment. Yes, you do. All right. So the, we came up with the acronym for fixing your lighter, and it was GHOST. So I wanted to come up with something that was equally as sexy for pipe smoking. And we got the three Ps. That's the best I could do. You got pinch... Pack, giggity, puff, and the giggity's in parentheses. Here we go. So you get a pinch of tobacco. You don't want to mush it too too tight here, and you want to just sprinkle it inside the bowl. So you don't you don't pack it. Nope, nope, not yet. You're just letting gravity feed it, basically. Then you're gonna take your little finger because fill no... it right to the top of the bowl. Oh, take some and do it, Chuck. All right. Yeah, we got Barry you. Barry didn't pipe pass there. it to you. I didn't know if he had a pipe. He's so got a pipe. I was he trying was... to figure it out. He has, uh, we went with the straight, classy, debonair-style pipe. Uh, and we all have bent pipes, but we went with the straight, classy one uh, for you. 
There's your, there I went with a bent one over here. So we're saying gravity feed it. Fill it by holding the tobacco over it and dropping it inside the bowl. And you want to fill it all the way up All to the, the way top? to the top. And then, Jonathan, take it from there. All right. So now that you have it in there, you're going to just ever so gently with your little finger, you're just going to push that tobacco down gently so as not to restrict the airway too much. Pack it down about halfway. Halfway down through that hole. So you could check that hole before you do that to see how deep that thing goes. Now here's the third P. We did the pinch. We did the pack. Now you do the puff. Yeah. If you got a good draw, you're okay. Now you're going to go back and do the three P's again. You're going to fill it up to the top with your pinch using your gravity feed technique. Yeah. This one you're going to pack down just a little bit firmer. You're going to go about three-quarters of the way down here. Yeah. And puff and check your draw. Should be a, a touch yeah. more snug, yeah. but Let's not see. blocked. All right. And I can just dump the rest of this? I like to go a third time. Really? I'm a, th I'm a three oh, guy. Then I'm going to go. A little bit on the top. A little bit on the top. Pack that down. All right. Now, the official packing today is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Yes. <laughs> so it will be the official packing. The official packing is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for pinching, packing, <laughs> and puffing. And puffing. <laughs> so on your third, oh, on your wow. third pack... You should have a Perdomo. ever four so four piece. <laughs> pinching, pinching, packing, packing puffing, puffing Perdomo. Perdomo. Say that four times fast. There we go. Peter so, Piper picked peppers. <laughs> you should not have a completely effortless draw like a Perdomo cigar. It should have just a little bit of pull to it. Yeah. It tastes good already. It does taste yeah. good. The tobacco that we're using first is a. It's called Optimus. This is the a Two Guys Smoke Shop brand. It's rich. And understated, comprised of. Sweet, I, I wrote this in the in the eighties. Go ahead. Yeah, sweet blackened leaf, masterfully blended with lemon Virginia's, creamy vanilla malt dressing with subtle sweet rum notes. Are you sure I didn't write this? I wrote this in the eighties. <laughs> in the eighties, that a boy. Testing all the different blends and stuff because we we a lot. You're gonna see like you see private label cigars and things like that. Store brands. It started off with pipe tobacco. Everybody created their own pipe tobacco blends because it would be easy enough to mix a blend. So if you, you bought some cherry tobacco and some vanilla tobacco and you put 25% cherry, 75% uh, vanilla, now you got vanilla cherry essence or whatever name you could come up with or something, and the customer could not buy that from anybody else because you had the, you had the recipe. The recipe. So you'd write down all your recipes and stuff, and then you'd see that people aren't buying this one, and you'd scrap that, and you'd come out with uh, maybe a 75% uh, cherry and 25% vanilla and come out with the cherry jubilee. Surprise. Yeah. yeah, you know, whatever. There would be more cherry. And then as people would come in and say, and you'd keep changing because people would say, I like it, but it's just too much uh, too vanilla for me. Mm. And after the third or fourth person said that or something, you cut down the vanilla and then you come up with a third name and stuff. And then the guy comes in and says, what happened to the Cherry's Jubilee that you used to carry here? And you'd be like, yeah, okay. Next thing you know, you got 50 brands and diff di all, all different mixes of cherry. It's a whole mess. And then people would come in and they'd get to put a little pinch in to taste it to see if they like it before yeah, yeah. they buy it. Yeah. Well, very, very odd culture. This pipe smoking. Yeah. So you have a whole bunch of people standing around smoking free pipe tobacco, 
telling you what's wrong with it, and you're taking notes, and you guy says you should put more vanilla in here. This is the same guy that told you two weeks ago to put less vanilla <laughs> in, and driving me crazy. And the next thing you know, it was less and less pipe tobacco. I just couldn't take it. I, all right. You don't, gonna, you don't inhale pipe tobacco, right? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. This is very similar to cigars in that respect. All right. So we each have a different lighter. Chuck, you and Barry have the same lighter. But up on stage here, we're all your lighters right there, buddy. Because uh, this is a different kind of don't lighter because it's a pipe. Okay. You don't want to use a jet. You're going to burn the bowl. You want to use a soft flame. But you've got to actually tip the flame into it. Into the bowl. If you were to use a Bic style lighter, this is a special. These are all special pipe lighters that have the flame that shoots out the side. Uh, now, another interesting thing about pipe lighters is the vast majority of them come with tools built in. You're going to need these tools unless you have a huge callus built up on your thumb, like my grandfather used to. Yeah, he could just put his thumb on the ember and it was all set. Because uh, you're going to keep pushing the embers, the hot embers, into the, right. to keep the fire stoked. So, right? Dave, your Condor retails yes. for. Twenty nine ninety nine, and it features a tamper that flips out. Yes, it does. And a reamer, giggity. Yeah. So the reamer, the tamper is to push the embers back and keep it hot and keep the flame, keep the the thing cooking, right? And the reamer is after it's done, and you got all the soot inside. You ream it, the bowl out, and you clean it, and you put leave it to dry because you don't want to leave the tobacco, and you want to. Uh, let it dry out. And what you're not supposed to do is actually use the same pipe day after day. Correct. You've got to give it a day to rest. To, to uh, There's a lot of work involved. That's why get a cigar, cut it light, and move and on. And you're right? all set. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to be using the Vertigo Puffer. This one retails for $19.99. It features our tamper, our reamer, and it's got this fun little ditty right here known as the poker. I don't know what you do with a poker. But you poke things, and you make sure that there's an airstream going through. And uh, Barry and Charles, you guys have the Governor, uh, 1999. Uh, That's Governor. 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 (laughs) Especially if you're Uh, smoking a pipe. Also featuring a tamper. And if you flip your tamper upside down, you have a poker and a reamer built in. Um, Yeah, you pull pull it right out. This one's my favorite tamper because it's the widest. But it's my least favorite because this thing comes out completely, and you run the risk of losing it, and that's. And that's, if you're in a pinch, you can use it as a tee on the golf course. I, I guess you could. You could. Yeah. All right. So lighting your pipe. Your goal is to light the entire tobacco surface evenly. You're going to first spread the the flame from either your match, or in this case, we're using a soft flame pipe lighter, in a circular motion across the tobacco, drawing on the mouthpiece with long draws, and you really are going to look like Sherlock Holmes when you do this. As you, draw, <laughs> as you draw in, you'll see the flame goes into it. But I'm going, I'm, I'm resting it over the top of it. As as I uh, draw in, the flame goes into it. You go rotate around it. You got to keep going around it to uh, chuck as you do it, just like you, you you're doing around a uh, cigar to get it evenly done. Right now, you're going to tamp down that ember smoothly and just try to make an even flat surface across the top. Right away, you, you tamp down. Tamping huh? it down right away. And then we're going to relight the tobacco, spreading the flame as evenly as possible. Now, unlike a cigar, the tastes are not subtle. You can taste these tastes because you're actually added. Yeah, it's right away. Okay, I got a nice little fire going. 
I think one of the most important things for people also is a lot of people will complain that when you smoke a pipe, it's very, very bitter. You don't want the opening to the pipe to be touching and resting on your tongue. You want to be able to pull the smoke into the cavity between your tongue and the roof of your mouth. If you let it go to the tip of your tongue, it's going to create a sour bite. Yeah. Now, there's... um trying to think of the, the type of tobacco um not cavendish but um uh burley burley tobacco which used in a lot of these pipe tobaccos which has a bite to it featured in our next okay next pipe tobacco next pipe tobacco tommy g smoking pipes we're smoking pipes there's a joke there no. So the, the, there is a, a variety of different kinds of pipe tobacco, and each pipe tobacco has its own characteristic. Hang on. I've got to take a little pull. And I'm out. So I don't Keeping like it this. lit is tough. You've got to pay attention to it. You've got to give it a puff every 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And you don't want to puff too much and get the pipe hot. Right. You don't want to puff too much, and you don't want to puff not enough. Some good pipe smokers that really know their stuff keep their they light it once and they go through the whole pipe the whole time stays lit. Now my grandfather used to do this thing and I don't know if it's officially what you're supposed to do but he would cover the end with his thumb and I think that's where his callus came from. That's where he built his callus. He would Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, very hard to yeah. do, right? Don't try that at home. So it's a it's a soft taste, right? Very soft. Little sweetness. All right, so you have Virginia tobaccos. Yeah. Uh, and it's allegedly it's one of the most important of all the blending components. It's very high in sugar and very low in oils, which explains its flavor, the fact that it can burn rather hot. Uh, it ranges from bright lemon yellow to medium brown, which this would have the lemon Virginia in it. It leans toward a spicier flavor, and the darker colors have a deeper, more complex taste. Uh, they're used in almost every type of pipe tobacco blend. Yeah. There's a component to that. that uh, and is, is that a wet one or a dry one? That one. Or oily or not oily? Not oily. Uh, Burley, on the other hand, which we're going to get to in the next segment, tends to burn cooler. It has a nuttier type of flavor. Then you move into Carolina, which is similar in characteristics to Virginia, just not as rich in flavor. Uh, and it's a good way to dilute a blend without changing its character. Maryland tobacco is a neutral tobacco used in a number of American blends. It's extremely mild. Um, it is also used in cigarette tobacco. Then you have Orientals or Turkish. Yes. It's a <laughs> Dave, are you, are you noticing your head tilt back a little bit? Yes. And My nose goes up a yes. little. Yes. L- little attitude. My here. eyes are kind of I can tell you everything on the right. Rightward. I'm yep. more intelligent now, I don't know about the that. show started. I don't know about that. Or am I just a little dumber? <laughs> <laughs> Turkish tobaccos are a rather broad category of different tobaccos, among which are uh, Yidinenji, Basama, Dubek, Bashi Bagali, Samirna, and Xanthia. I find this very others. uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're yes. typically high in sugar and rather fragrant. Uh, believe it or not, in some blends you will have some cigar leaf. Most commonly, it would be Connecticut broadleaf to add a little richness or sweetness and some spice. And then the final two are Latakia and Perique, which neither of which is an actual tobacco in and of itself, but it's more of a process. Uh, one being fire cured, and the other one being 
the juice is being pressed out of the leaf, fermented, and then reintroduced to the leaf. Latakia is a, is a medicine-y smell, and when people use a blend that it, they're in the store smoking a pipe, uh, they come in to buy pipe tobacco, and they're buying a Latakia-type blend. You can tell when they're smoking it. It's a medicine-y, awful-smelling yeah. tobacco. Tastes but good. it tastes good. It does. The stuff that smells the best tastes the worst, and the stuff that smells the worst tastes the best. That's how I simply go by, you know, when somebody comes in, most, the most, most common one that's out there is Captain Black. Nice-smelling tobacco. People, you know, you probably get away with smoking a Captain Black in your house. That type of um, 1Q, they call it, when you buy bulk tobacco and you're mixing it, making your own blends and stuff. That type of uh, tobacco. Uh, somebody is smoking 1Q. I know it when they walk in the store there. The problem is it doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. So I've got 1Q before when I'm trying to make blends and stuff with that tobacco and mix that with, try to, with something that tastes good. The problem is it doesn't go good with the stuff that tastes, that tastes good. Some of the stuff just don't mix well. Well, it's like picking a blend. You can't go, typically, you can't go with a 100% Lajero cigar. Yeah, yeah. With so one the, exception. So I got a question for you. Do you, do you like the taste of this or not? Mm. Uh, I'm ambivalent. It's soft enough. It's not biting me. I was expecting worse. I, I'm, I'm a week without smoking, by the way. The last cigar I smoked was on the show last week. I had such a cold, uh, cough and couldn't really taste anyway during the show. Uh, you know when you get a fire started and you use clean cardboard, it doesn't have a lot of writing, there's no tape on it, it's just cardboard. Yeah. How that smells, that's what this tastes like. It tastes like burning cardboard. It's got a sweetness to it. So if you're looking for burning cardboard, this is that's, the blend for you. Yeah, if you like the way that uh, that smells, this tastes like no, that. I got a little bit of... Um, cardboard? Plum. Plum. When was the last time you ate a plum? Years ago, but yeah, it's I that plummy so. taste. A candy, <laughs> a hard candy that has a plum taste to it. All right. I'm going to ask you this. When was the last time you ate plum candy? No, candy with different, you know, you get the Jolly Ranchers with all the different colors. They don't make plum-flavored Jolly Ranchers. Whatever the blue knowledge. one is. The blue one. <laughs> the bluish-purple one. <laughs> So this is International Pipe Smoking Day, a day where we envision a worldwide communion of pipe smokers that is bound together by a shared love for pipe smoking, mutual respect, and goodwill, which we have already thrown out the window. Yeah, that's all gone. We envision a society that respects the informed choice and adult use of smoking tobacco. You don't see kids smoking a briar pipe, right? No. No, I don't think Briar wood. It's usually a glass pipe. Hmm. Yeah, we envision a world we envision a world where governments act in good faith and integrity and have the political will and personal courage to express their values appropriately through legislative means. No comment there? Nothing. Nothing. This means uh, that I mean, as a I'm group just thinking about what you're saying. We are united I'm not interested in it at all. <laughs> and strong in our <laughs> beliefs and have an understanding, patience, wisdom. Uh, to enjoy the philosophical aspects of pipe smoking and seek to promote pipe smoking as a part of a lifestyle that can thoroughly be enjoyed by adults through the responsible use of tobacco. You want to use big words when you're smoking a pipe. Yes. Except I don't know any of them. Philosophical. 
contemplative. There we go. <laughs> Ambiguous. It is funny. It is fun to say big words while you're while you're holding the pipe <laughs> yeah. in your teeth. Ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> Benevolent. <laughs> Indubitable. Hang on. The taste is superlative. Indubitably. It's not going to – every year, you know, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, IPCPR, I go to the trade show, it's 99.9% cigars, uh, and the first words is International uh, Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, right? So uh, pipes are there, and every year they say pipes <coughs> are making a comeback. Pipes are never <laughs> making a comeback, folks. I don't see it. And there's always that pipe aisle at the IPCPR. Yeah, yeah. And the people that are shopping for their shops, they look like pipe smokers. Yeah. You know, they got the, the, the beard, that the, the Sherlock Holmes cap. Yeah. <laughs> the patch on their arm, on yes. their sweater. Yes. yes. They have to have that patch. You have to have a sweater yeah. with patches on it. And you yeah, know but it's they Vegas. Use... It's 100 degrees out. Why are you wearing a sweater with a patch? We have to. It's part and of the you know club. they yeah. use Irish Spring soap. Yeah. Irish Spring. Yeah, because it's... Um, Don't you remember the commercial? I, Irish Spring, it's indubitably. <laughs> it's some big word, I don't know. I can't even say synonym. I, I need a longer stem part because this dips off too quickly in my mouth. It's not comfortable to hold in my There's teeth. a guy that comes to one of the stores. I think it's the National Nashua store. store with the big, long pipe. Yeah. What's up with that? Church What's up with... What is it called? Church Warden. So you don't get pipe smoke in your face because why would you want that? Right. It smells good, right? It, it does. Smells, smells good. Yeah. Smells better than the taste. It yeah. doesn't taste bad. I wonder if I could say it with the pipe in my mouth. What? Say cinnamon? Cinnamon. You still can't. <laughs> All right. The good news is next week is National Cigar Smoking Day. This is International Pipe Smoking Day today. Next week is National Cigar Smoking Day. And you know why surely, that is? There, surely there's way more pipe smokers than cigar smokers. Or did they have to reach out internationally to get enough pipe smokers they for did. it to count? Because there's more people smoking pipes in, say, Ireland and England than there is in the United States. But when it comes to cigar smokers, there's way more cigar smokers in the United States. And I happen to have the, the stats here on that. We have 288 million cigars that were sold in the United States last year. In the world, what would you think? 288 million United States. So the world has to be what? 281 million. 480 million. I was the closest without going but over. But it's not, it's not twice as much. I mean, we're doing over 60% of the world's cigar smoking happens in the United States. That's not the case with pipes. Hmm. I envision English people smoking pipes yeah. and Irish Irish people smoking pipes. Scottish, Scottish. That would be a Scottish thing. Yeah. In the, in, in Chinese. The, really, Chinese smoke pipes. Yeah, yeah. like think of like uh, sensei. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, oh, no, would you imagine that the the peace pipe, which would be Native American, Native American, maybe they were the first ones to smoke uh, a pipe? I, I, I'm, I'm, Let me, I got some information for you right, right. here. You want to finish your stats over there, no. David Stat Stein? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> My name is not Stein. That's Barry Stein next to you, and that would be Andy Stats Nelson. Ah, Andy okay. Numbers Nelson. Numbers Nelson. So pipe smoking is the practice of tasting or more 
more uncommonly inhaling the smoke produced by burning a substance, most commonly tobacco, in a pipe. It is the oldest traditional form of smoking, ah. dating back to 3,000 years before Christ. Well, that would be before, the, before 1492 then, I guess. Right? Yes. Uh, when it was first mentioned, 2000 B.C., the remains of tobacco leaves and pipes are found in Egyptian mummies. Uh, this is yet to be explained scientifically. 1500 B.C., pipes are used by some Native Americans in sacred ceremonies and in other tribes for social smoking. Time out after puff. So this, this is what pipe smokers go around and talking about this nonsense, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, in 3000 B.C., the Greek doctor Hippocrates... Inhalation of herbal smoke, as it used inhalation of herbal smoke, as a remedy for certain diseases. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, in 1000 A.D., that would be Anno Dominin, or in the year of our Lord. <laughs> Correct. The herb yes, angel yes. licarit. That's angel licarit. Is smoked in pipes in Norway. In 1492, Columbus discovers, or maybe rediscovers, America and the use of tobacco a la the peace pipe, and also uh, with the Tianyu Indians in uh, cigar smoking. And then you have 1519, the tobacco plant reaches Europe, and since then, mm. pipes have been fashioned. Okay, so it happened in Europe, but the tobacco plant didn't get to Europe, so what were they smoking in their pipe before 1492? Not... Well, you, there's tobacco that was grown in uh, Africa. you got Cameroon tobacco, so surely there's... They were smoking that? There was some sort of something going on. Uh, Maybe they were doing the drugs. They were smoking the hashish and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, That's what the Chinese were smoking, right? Probably. Opium. Yeah. Now you're talking. Uh, pipes have been fashioned from an assortment of materials including briar, That's clay, this. ceramic, corn cob, which is what I wanted to smoke because of Popeye. And that would be the U.S. version of the pipe. Glass, cool. which is just for weed at this point. Uh, Meerschaum, metal, gourd, stone, wood, and various combinations. Stone pipe. I used to do it, and then I, then I lost all my teeth from... Why would you smoke a stone pipe? Because you've got to bite on the tip a little here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you just don't bite the stone once. Yeah. Hang on, I've got to tamp. I've got a whole thing going on here. got to tamp. It's not as easy as, uh, as the other way around, for sure. Different. I don't know. I enjoy it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ready for a cigar now, but yeah. I enjoy it. Well, we got another half hour of this nonsense before we uh, <laughs> get to that. Let's go to break, and when we come back, uh, we'll dump and light a different tobacco in here. The wacky one. No, no, no. A different one than that. Just a different one. And the thoughts about a new movie about cigar smoking and how you can help the writer and director decide what it's going to be about. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Actually, it's uh, on the United Cigar Radio Network. Yes. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again... So does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. 
There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's sponsors deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the sponsors deal to see what this week's sponsors deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsors deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. This is Hank Kellner and my son. Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigars Retailers Radio Network. This is a special edition of the Pipe Authority. The first and last time you'll hear this. Yes. But uh, they just mentioned in the commercial that just passed the... um, Sponsors deal. Sponsors deal. It's going to start Monday. If you're wondering whatever happened to that, you heard the commercial on there. On Monday, you go to the Cigar Authority. Every Monday, it'll be up there Monday through Monday until the, uh, if, if unless it runs out in between, and you'll see it there. And um, it'll it'll say what the deal of the week is. This coming week, it's going to be the Perdomo Craft Series six pack. So you're going to get. Two of the Amber, two of the Stout, and two of the Pilsner. Pilsner. Nice. So you get six cigars, thirty nine ninety nine, and it includes shipping, and it's all set and ready to go. And this comes out of people not being able to be part of the care package. Uh, so this is a chance. We may or may not smoke some of these cigars on the show. Right. But it's your chance to be able to take part in a deal. And it's, it's a chance to thank the show, basically, because these are people that are thanking us by being sponsors right. on it. So we put, if we're going to promote anything, we'll promote our sponsors. By you buying the cigar, you're helping them. Uh, by you helping them, they're helping us. And by you helping us, we're going to continue this. So if you've had enough of this show, just don't buy the pack. <laughs> I understand completely. And we understand and if you've had enough we'll of this. Away. I right. wish we had real-time mailbags because then we could have people complaining about what we're doing right now. 
and we could stop. Well, they on the chat box they can. Are they saying bad stuff of like this is ridiculous? Uh, the, the chat f- box is kind of a ghost town today. Okay. <laughs> what did they say about you, Barry? You look like one of the Lord of the Ring characters with the pipe. Oh yeah, well, uh, Sean said I looked like um, I forgot which character. Uh, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, but why I screw back and look for it, uh, I don't see it. Grim, grimly. All right. All right, we're going to empty our bowl right now, and we're going to try another one. So stop smoking the one you have here. And on, you got your little tamper and your reamer that's in there. You can empty your bowl and just tip it upside down, and then you get the little scraper thing, and you get to the side, and you try to – because some of this stuff is packed down and moist, actually, uh, from yeah. you slobbering inside the, uh, the pipe. Try to smoke it dry, people. So this is why after – uh, today, you want to put this pipe aside and let it dry out. I will let this pipe dry out forever. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. So now I'm going to take a little bit of this pipe tobacco. I mentioned this pipe tobacco last last week. This is uh, an old pipe tobacco that one of my employees, Dale Clausen, when he used to work for us a long time ago, um, he made his own secret blend. And he used to smoke his blend, mix a little bit up, buy a little bit of each thing, and then mix his own thing. And people used to say, wow, that smells really good. What is that? And he'd give them some. And the next thing you know, he's giving people pipe tobacco, giving people pipe tobacco. And I said, we might as well just make a bowl of this, a jar full of it. And he called it the cat's meow. And uh, I have this in my own little uh, tobacco jar that's in my, uh, in my office. And I'll tell you, pipe tobacco never goes bad. If it ends up feeling a little dry to you, uh, in, in my jar that I have here, I have a, a stone, and you wet the stone in here, and it humidifies back in. So I hadn't gone to this in, in years, probably. Uh, I wet the stone last week, uh, put it back in. Next thing you know, move Very the moist. stuff around, and it's nice and moist again. Uh, it comes back. kind of like never goes bad. Sure. So we're going to do the same thing, right? Three Ps. You uh, pinch it, you pack it, then you puff on it. You pack it, you push it down halfway, you're going to pinch it again, you're going to... Also known as Mr. Jonathan Saturday Night. Gravity feed it back in to fill it to the top. You're gonna Don't laugh it, at that, Tommy Grella. Pack it <laughs> down three laugh. times. <laughs> then we're going to fill it up again and top it off. Mine went pretty much the whole time, you know, stayed lit. So whatever we did there, <coughs> it worked out good. You're welcome. So good job on that. Uh, you made up that three Ps, or that's something that No, exists? that's legit. Yeah? I did a, as everyone knows, I'm not really a pipe smoker, but I did my research, and I cross-referenced many different websites and tried to learn as much as I possibly yeah, we, could. We, we have to be here for the customer that comes in and needs a little help with the stuff anyway. We, we still have, like Jonathan says, is you know a handful of $40 pipes in a yeah. rack and nothing fancy and whatever, but if you, if you need something, uh, we're there. But as I say, years ago, it, a lot of these places, as a matter of fact, the cigar shop didn't exist. Pipe shops existed that also sold cigars. Crazy. And um, then it was 1992 when you started seeing cigar shops pop up. It was that, it's that new that, that cigars became all the rage. All right, so Dave is going to be lighting his pipe with the Condor. It's twenty nine ninety nine. It features a flip-out onboard tamper and reamer. I'm using the 1999 Vertigo Puffer, which features a tamper, reamer, and a poker. You get the bonus poker on, on the puffer. Giggity. And then uh, Barron's and Charles are using the Vertigo Governor. Governor? It's 1999. Nope, 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 nope. Governor. 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 Uh, and there's features a pull-out. Governor. Comes completely out. Tamper. And then poker reamer combo. Governor. All right. 
So I'm going to toast up my uh, my bowl. You pack your bowl? Move it around in a circle. Jonathan's old job before used to pack fudge for the candy store across the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't the candy store? Okay. It was a pudge-packing facility. <laughs> Thank you. Then I'm tamping it down again to get my so it's something amber even. I this find this to be stronger. Stronger, more of a bite on my tongue already. Yeah, for sure. So this, what, what way different, right? Yeah. Way different. What was the cat's meow became Burley Blend. Uh, it is a breakthrough in the tobacco business. Really, it's a breakthrough. This is a Burley Blend without Burley's traditional bite, yeah, and bite. has a fabulous aroma. Maybe it's just because it's old. Burley smokers will just love this Burley Boy. along with the people around them. Now it's like somebody's biting your tongue. The tip of your tongue. 100%. I'm yeah. out. Maybe it's, oh, God, I don't like it. Uh. I, I got I, I took that one right in. I don't like this. It's soapy. Soapy. It reminds this me is, of saddle soap. This tastes a little bit like... Um, Baby's poop after you wash its mouth out with soap. It swallowed it. Boy, this this was hot at one time. Wow. Not liking it. The other one's so much better, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, if you just if you get scrapings of ivory soap and put it in your <laughs> woo. It also reminds me of English musk. <laughs> That's what the pipe smoker should be using for uh, for aftershave or yeah. English musk or, or maybe um, – Like a Jovan musk? Yeah. No. The, what's, what's that one at the barbershop you'd get? The uh, Oh, the green bottle maybe? The mm. uh, bay rum. Bay, yeah, yeah, bay rum. Yeah. A bay rum. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, this is not good, this right? This is horrible. This one's harder to keep lit. It's probably a sign. <laughs> It's a sign. This is the cat's can, meow. Can, can we bail on this one? <laughs> can we start smoking cigars again? Nope. We got to do it. We, we promised we'd go for a half hour. Who did we it's promise? International uh, Pipe Smoking Day, Mr. Jonathan. Yes, he beat Debonair. What do you they got? can have it. Yeah. You're welcome to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving this for three years. Wow. But this was hot. This was the... Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so uh, 1945 to 1951, British Prime Minister Clementi Adderley, famous pipe smoker. Really? Martin Van Buren, yep. president the of the United Van States. Van Buren boys. Albert they have a handshake. Einstein. You know the Van Buren handshake? It's like five or something because he was the fifth president. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Vulcan one. Uh, Albert Einstein was known for smoking a pipe. Yeah. He yeah. once said, I believe that pike smoke, pipe smoking contributes to a somewhat calm and objective judgment in all human affairs. Okay. Take a pipe puff on that. See if yeah, you put that in your pipe and smoke it, yeah. Albert. There we go. Where did that come from? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Ah, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I died from doing that. 
Ludwig van Beethoven, oh. also known as Beethoven, the famous composer, pipe smoker. There you go. Vincent van Gogh. Glasses, yeah. Bing Crosby. Yeah. Used to beat his kids with his pipe. Che Guevara was also known know to that. enjoy a pipe from really? time to time in addition to his usual cigar. Of course, the most famous, the one that my pipe was named after, the Sherlock Holmes, the fictional detective. Yeah, who wasn't even a person. <laughs> they have to make up people. Who, oh, my God, it's bitey as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, who has switched from pipe smoking uh, recently, he buys his cigars from Two Guys Smoke Shop. I saw that. Was on a mug or something like that, Santa Claus. He really does. Uh, Herbert Hoover, 31st President of the United States. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who followed him. Old timers, man. Gerald Ford, uh-huh. 38th President. He was the first king of the United States. Gerald you know Ford? That? No, what do you Gerald mean? Gerald Ford. That was his real last name because he was adopted. Ah. He was the first king. Uh-huh. Take that. You can use well that. Well played. Who's the thing? Okay. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Because I'm smoking a pipe. I know these intellectual things right now. I don't know if that's all that it's intellectual. Just it's just Come on. It's pretty good trivia. Sort of a fun fact. Joseph Stalin. Uh, J.R. Tolkien. Loved pipe smoking. The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings have several detailed scenes of characters engaging in pipe smoking. Mm. Okay. General Douglas MacArthur. Yes. Mm. Corn cob. Mark Twain, also known as Samuel Clements, or yeah. Samuel Clements, also known as Mark Twain, the writer of Huckleberry Finn. Yep. Yeah. Excellent, William excellent piece of literature. Faulkner. <laughs> Faulkner. Faulkner. Is that the profession in the movie, the war, game, war games, Professor Faulkner? Would you Faulkner, like to play yes. a game? Would you like to play a game, Mr. Faulkner? Falcon. Ah. Mr. Falcon is right. Whoa. It's Falcon. Ernest Hemingway. Yes. Clark Gable. Yes. Hugh Hefner. Playboy Hugh Hefner. Magazine publisher. That's it. Playboy. He big, big pipe smoker. Still alive. And the reason Selling that... Selling this house. Crazy. The reason that I always wanted to try a pipe other than that my paternal... Step grandfather was a big pipe smoker all growing up. Paternal step grandfather. Correct. Paternal. My grandmother step. outlived three husbands, and she's still alive and kicking. Smokes yeah. a cigar from time to time. Just sure, saying. Yeah. Not a pipe. Uh, Popeye. Popeye to Salem. Yeah, Man. of course. Played by Robin Williams in the eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Go through the finish, because I eat me spinach and smoke a pipe. Both. <laughs> Popeye to Salem, man. And then he used to blow two, two, through the pipe. Mr. Potato Head, pipe smoker, till they took it away from him years ago. No kidding. They yeah. took it away, huh? I always found it interesting that Popeye's pipe never went out. He used it as a snorkel. He'd be underwater. His pipe never went out. That dude knew how to pack a bowl. Do you guys remember playing as a kid Giggity. with the bubble-making mm-hmm. pipes? Yes. Yeah, bubbles. Yep. yep. I've blown bubbles before. That was his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give you guys the layup. <laughs> <clears throat> Next week, National Cigar Smoking Day. Not international, national, just 60%. It has to be more interesting than this. has to be. So somebody must have a question or two. Is there something there? What do you got? <laughs> right. How about last week's Duran Question of the Week? Let's do that. All right. It's time for the Question of the Week. Brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba, Duran Cigars. Last week, we wanted to know, does the ability to smoke a cigar affect your choice of destination on your vacation? And we know it did for you. 
It, yes, because the people I was going with on the particular, they were like, if I can't smoke, I'm not going. But did you personally do it? I it didn't, didn't matter to no? me because I figured when I got off the boat, I could light up on the beaches of the Bahamas, St. Martin, wherever I'm going to be. Okay. So it didn't really matter. Can okay. you smoke on the cruise? Yes. It turns out that you can smoke on the port side of the boat. Cool. So, uh, But the results are in, and shockingly, 87% of you said it makes no difference if you can smoke or not when choosing a destination wow. for your vacation. And this is the problem why we don't fight back because no. we, we, we just lay up like – Okay, it doesn't matter. What is the port side of the boat? Port is left. Left. Yeah. The left side is okay. The right side, no. Yeah, Dave, you should I have, guess you're the wind a always pipe. blows to the right. I don't, I don't know. You're smoking a pipe. You should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's making me stupid. I don't know. What, <laughs> what is the hypotenuse of a right side? <laughs> Doesn't it make really? It's, you're holding your hand and you, 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 oh, that, you slow down and you start conversationally, thinking. like just to use it kind of as a yeah. You know. I will say time does seem to be going by rather quickly, given how much this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we only have 15 minutes left of the hour. Uh, so and this week we want to know what your favorite genre of movie is. There's a uh, listings on the Cigar Authority pa- webpage: drama, adventure, action, horror, thriller, comedy. Or other, if you choose the, to. The correct answer is comedy, by the way. Okay, this is an important question. But and the, we'll question get to that. the question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars. As always, you can vote on the cigarauthority.com just below the Duran advertisement. And when the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran cigars. Not a pipe. The cigars that get smuggled into Cuba. And I'm going to try to do that next week. But um, Favorite movie you Dave? What do you got? What do you like? Comedy. Yeah. Nice. It's the correct answer. But, think- but right now, I, I think it would be more of a, a suspense because I'm smoking a pipe. I would care more about <laughs> I, a suspense movie. I prefer dramedy. Dramedy? Dramedy, yeah. Dramedy. Okay. Uh, the reason why we're asking that question is somebody contacted Barry, who later contacted me. Uh, the guy's name is Tony Mendoza. He's a listener of the show uh, out in Las Vegas. Hi, Tony. Um, he is an executive producer and a filmmaker. Along with uh, uh, a military man. So thank you for his services thank and everything. Tony. And um, he says, I would like to make a movie about cigar smoking. Uh, included in there and everything. And I want to ask you some questions about it. And I want to make sure we get the facts right. Uh, we don't want to put stuff out there and cigar smokers end up watching the movie and saying, oh, my God, they cut the cigar wrong. They lit it wrong. They didn't say the correct wording and things like that. They accidentally smoked a pipe. Right. <clears throat> so uh, can I ask you some questions and can we get some information and blah, 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 blah. So um, one of the questions is w- what type of movie do you think cigar smokers would like to go to a movie to? You know, what do they go to most? And I said, I don't have the answer to that, but we can actually have it <coughs> and I'll have our friends at Duran Cigars put it on the, their question of the week and try to come up with that answer for you. And we have a few more questions we're going to ask in the next few weeks to add to that, to give him some ideas of what you, the listener. So I urge you to please do it this week. Uh, we usually get about 1,000 people or so to do it. Uh, if you're hearing it, go on there because we're just giving them the information of what it is. So if, if it's going to be a movie about uh, cigars, do we want a comedy about cigars? Is it going to be a documentary? or Nope. Going to be a regular movie, uh, and we got into a little of it, and I gave him some thoughts, and I, I, I don't want to give you my thoughts because I don't want to uh, skew this at all. Um, of um, you know, 
I'm going to leave it there. You'll hear more of this as weeks go on of, of more things that I uh, incorporate into it. But, um, you know, really uh, what I envision a as a cigar smoker watching a movie about cigars is don't make it to be what cigar smoking is not. Mm. You know, what is cigar smoking is go into a cigar lounge, any cigar lounge across the country, and sit there for a while, and you're going to meet all different kinds of characters and things like that, and, um, you know, things will happen at that point. I, I think, um, and we've been approached before to do a reality show in the shop um, the problem is to try to sell that show after it is over. The problem is the smoking aspect yeah. to it. Rocky Patel, for an entire year, had somebody travel along with him to produce a TV show uh, called The Cigar Czar. And this was a top, top producer that went around. They got lots and lots. of. In one event that we did, they were there through the whole event that we had. Uh, Tommy, they were with us uh, at the bocce tournament that we did, and um, uh, it never ended up getting sold. And the problem was the smoking aspect to it. So um, this is something, uh, you know, he's a, he's a small um, movie, movie producer. producer yeah. um, so we'll see what he goes to. Uh, as, as I look back and look at it, you know, you had uh, movies that had cigar smoking involved in it. The one that I recall that had the most about cigar life type of thing that took place in the cigar lounge the entire time was a movie you probably never heard of called Blowing Smoke. Uh, it came out in 2004, Blowing Smoke. And uh, it took place in a private cigar lounge, and all the guys were standing around. There's a knock at the door. A beautiful girl comes in, and uh, she's hanging out with them, and they're all trying to hit on her separately and stuff, and you hear blowing smoke, they're all saying, oh, I'm a movie producer, and uh, I can get you a job doing this, and blah, 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 everybody trying to hit on her and stuff, and very interesting thing how it ends up at the end, yeah. but never, never took off movie, actually a pretty good movie, though, pretty, pretty decent movie, the problem comes down to, again, the stats, so we know that one out of every person in the United States smokes one cigar per year. Really, it's, it, it's, you know, like one out of a thousand people are real cigar smokers. One right. out of a thousand people. Such a small niche to try to um, have success on. Uh, so I don't know where you go with it, but we're going to find out what, what kind of movie. Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it a thing? If it was a cigar movie, I wonder what would be best. Is it a comedy? I mean, I some- would think action. You know, I think of how like, much action is going on. It's well, I think there. of like the A Team, right? You have Hannibal with the cigar. You think of like Independence Day, and you know, them Will Smith lighting up a cigar after yeah. victory. Things like that. I don't know. Yeah, but see, I see it more as a gangster type movie. Yeah, but you know, I hung out in a cigar store in Brooklyn, New York, so I'm going to be swayed that way. Yeah, but if the movie's about cigar smoking, you can have cigar smoking in the gangster movie. They, they're they doing gangster stuff and light yeah. a cigar afterwards. But I don't think the whole movie can be based on cigar smoking as either of those things. I have to agree. Yeah. It, is, it either. The only way to go is comedy. Cigar smoking's funny. Yeah. This, more than this it's blowing smoke isn't a comedy. It is a maybe suspense, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty funny. Yeah? It's pretty funny. Yeah? Okay. Did, it's a dramedy. Well, so my the, favorite. Yeah, so th- there are different things that are in there. Anyway, so that, that, that's uh, based on what the question of the week is and, and why that's there. Why is that? That's a stupid question. Why would you ask that? That's why. And you'll hear another couple in the next uh, c- coming weeks or something that, based on that also. So 
that's that. My, my uh, pipe went out on me, which is what happens. You've got to really pay attention to pipes when you're smoking pipes. It's not like cigars. So I've got to do it again. I'm actually surprised you're relighting it. Why? I thought you were ready to give up on it. No, he's I a said trooper. I'll give it an hour, man. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Connor writes, Hey, guys, I'm a relatively recent listener to your podcast but love the show. Mr. Jonathan never stops entertaining me. It looks like I've taken a turn for the better here. I've heard the letters about begging to be in the care package, but I think mine is a tale Dave will have to listen to. Oh, God, please. We don't have any spots left. Do the, um, gotta, the new thing. You've got to listen. The sponsors pack. Uh, I went to buy it about two months ago, but discovered to my horror that it wouldn't be delivered to Ireland. Oh. I resigned myself to disappointment, but now I throw myself at your mercy and hope to become the 502nd member of the care package. Uh, look east, gents, and across the pond, I await in hope. Love the show. All is forgiven if it's a no. Connor from Dublin, Ireland. And I don't know that Connor can get the sponsor's deal either. Right. The Do problem we ship is to Ireland? Shipping. shipping is an issue. We, we sent out cigars. Some expensive cigars went to Australia. Yeah. Came all the way back. Yep. Oh. That's the problem. Most people don't realize that they have to pay the taxes when they arrive. Yeah, yeah. And then it's more that, than they expected and yeah, they refuse the package. They're more than the package themselves, yep. and we're not going to fake it and make believe. What you do is if you have a friend or something, you have your friend buy it in the United States and then send you a T-shirt in the mail or whatever. But, listen, we're a cigar company. We're not we're going to legitimize this and do the right thing. By, by the way, Rudy in the chat box named two other cigar movies that you didn't mention. Yeah. One is called Smoke, and the other is called Blue in the Face. And uh, the latter one takes place mainly in a cigar shop and stars Harvey Keitel. Yes. And it's available on Netflix. Barely oh. any cigar information on that thing. It takes place. I, I don't think he even lights a cigar up during the whole show, uh, although it was a big popular movie and stuff. But watch the Blowing Smoke one. It actually takes place in a cigar lounge. Uh, and I think it's the best one that's out there. What's the other one? Blue Smoke? Uh, smoke and Blue in the Face. Blue in the Face. I didn't see that before. Right. That's the one with Harvey Keitel. Uh, hobby no, no, it is not. That is uh, B-L-U-E or B-L-E-W? B-L-U-E. Uh, sorry. Blue. You're not interested in that. I'm out. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to light up cigars and pay homage to South Beach in Miami. How about that? Uh, we'll find out what's up in the cigar world and lots more. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Puffing on our pipes, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority in the very last of the Pipe Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the past hour, never lick the bowl. Never. We'll be back with hour number two. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast. Or, get this... 
Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. Graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Rafael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Rafael's three most important passions in life. Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. Oh, to magic camp? I'm an accomplished ventriloquist? Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! 
And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Put that pipe down. It's time to light up a cigar, but not just any cigar. We got a cigar that pays homage to South Beach, Miami. We got cigar news and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. Here we go. Tommy Grello's back with us. Yeah, I am. And he brought some snacks. I love snacks. <laughs> snacks well, are good. We're good at snacks. So, uh, Tommy has, if you're ever up in the uh, New England area, and this could be a Massachusetts, New Hampshire, any place in New England, uh, he has a restaurant up here, and uh, tell us a little about it, Tommy. Uh, it's a small restaurant, 52 seats on the um, Mass um, New Hampshire border, and we, um, we don't specialize in one cuisine. We call ourselves a gastro pub and wine bar, so we do all kinds of cuisine. Um, this is a sample of our well, one of our lunch items. We call it the Tribute to Bees. Around here, there was a famous sandwich shop for many years called Bee Sandwich Shop, famous for a cutlet sandwich, fam- made even more famous for a sauce sandwich for guys who didn't have much money. Mm. And um, now today, every pizza shop around does a, a chicken parm or a cutlet sandwich, and quite frankly, none of them are really good. Um, so I did a uh, throwback, and we buy our own pork sirloins, cut them, pound them, pan fry them, not deep fry them, serve them on uh, Tripoli's Bakery bread with provolone cheese and homemade marinara, and uh, we call it a tribute to bees to honor the great Consoli family and uh, bees restaurants. Which is long of the gone. Past. Which, which, is, which long. is long gone, but everybody around here remembers them. So this is Prelude Restaurant in Methuen, Massachusetts, and. Um, you're open every day, right? Uh, we're open uh, Tuesday through Saturday, lunch oh. till 4, and uh, dinner begins at 5, and, and you need reservations on the weekends if you want to. There we go. How was, how was your Valentine's weekend? Slammed. It was awesome. Yeah. Very, very busy. And what is this uh, little red thing? So this is an Italian soda I brought to be fun. It's called Stoppi. Stoppi. Yeah. S-T-A-P-P-I. As a fat guy, I love anything really small and tiny, like as a... As a you know, uh, yeah, almost a joke. Yeah, like a joke. You know, it was like uh, John Candy when he played the the uh, horse jockey. Oh, it's bitter. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So all Italian, so most Italian sodas are, are bitter. Quinoto being the most famous, it looks like a little ball, like in a little orange. You've seen the the little uh, things before. This is Stoppi. This is one that's less well known, but it's a little cherry flavor with a little bitter. It's Italians love bitter. You know, that's why they drink the little espresso that's very bitter. They, yeah, they yeah. love that. So, I don't know. I just wanted to show you something neat. So, when I say little, how many ounces we got here? I don't know. What is this? Four? Five ounces? 3.4. This is a little bottle, glass bottle of this bitter red soda. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it not. Tastes like, it tastes like uh, grapefruit rind. We as Americans are used to drinking, you know, just sweet. Unless you're in Maine and you still drink Moxie. But, you know, we, we drink really sweet. But in Italy... They have five or six different brands of soda that are like this. Small quantities, very bitter. They love bitter in Italy. It actually cleanses the palate. That's right. It does. Do, very nice, Barry. So do you, you sell this? Um, well, yeah. I, gotta, I, I always get new things at the restaurant. So uh, I sell it right now. When we run out, maybe we'll get something else. You know, always have fun, different things to show people at the restaurant. 
But I love the I love the little bottle, you know. Yeah. Anything con- controversial? Like I like to smoke Coronas because they look funny in my hand. Right. I like to wear Speedos because, well, you know, yeah, we all do, don't <laughs> right. we all? I'm going to take my last bite over mm. here. Delicious. Delicious. I right? have a neon yellow Speedo for my honeymoon. Oh, nice. Yes. It accentuates the area. Yes, it does. Yeah. The whole calls, area. Calls attention to something um, a little smaller than normal. Well, that's why I'm going to bring a potato with me. <laughs> Just make sure it goes in the front, Baron. <laughs> potato. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's fabulous. Potato oh. goes in the front. Mr. Jonathan, this isn't the first time I saw the back of your head all morning, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Come on. It's good to have you back. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you back. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Now that we're done lunch, here's the, get back here's the to cigar. Business. I got four cigars. I'm willing to give my cigar up. Chuck saying, let it go. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. Let it go. Let it go. I'm a little stuffed up today. Uh, my buds so, are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, right. please, please. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. So this is uh, swag. Tell us about this, Barry Stein. Well, this is the swag, Sobe, and it comes to us from Rafael Nodal's Boutique Blends. It was originally distributed by Oliveros, which was part of Rafael, and he's the maker of Aging Room and La Boheme. The cigar, which is now discontinued. Is a blend of really yes is a blend of 100% Dominican Lajero over Habano wrapper, and it was released in 2012 to commemorate the NBA championship of the Miami Heat. And it's discontinued. That was the end of it, huh? Yes. Oh my! I goodness. think we have one box left in wow. stock. Wow! So well, if anybody really likes this, twoguyscigars.com, go grab that one last box. Well, there's 500 people going to fight for it because we have 500 people smoking mm-hmm. along with us. This is part of the sold-out care package. 501. 501. <laughs> oh. 501. Is this a typical swag, and that it's going to be a, a strong an ass kicker? I would think. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be right up yeah, your alley. I like them. Yeah. I like the swag cigars, yeah. Medium full, 100% Lajero, so it will be stronger. So do you know why swag, Barry Stein? No, I do not. Really? Yes. Well, Educate me. swag is actually trademarked. It's trademarked by a rapper. Little Wayne. Little Wayne owns the trademark swag. Sorry, he's a I local. Used, I used to him from too Boston, much right? tea. No, he's from Florida, right? Oh, he is? Little I'm Wayne. wrong. Lil Lil, Lil Wayne. Louisiana. Lil, Lil, Lil Louisiana? Wayne. Louisiana. Yep. Okay. So Lil Wayne... Made very famous records, won two um, Emmy Awards, Emmy? Grammys. Grammys. Grammys, yep. Two Grammy Awards. Yep. He doesn't write his own material. He doesn't write his own music. The person that writes his music is Raphael Nadell's son. So he actually produced two Emmy Award-winning songs. Scores. Four. Yeah. Um, Raphael, Raphael, who is a concert pianist, concert cellist. cellist. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Son, he wants to be into the music business, and the son never liked it. And the son used to go down the basement with his turntables and play songs and screw around with the turntables. And Raphael would be like, oh, my God, this kid, why doesn't he learn how to play the piano? I want him to learn this. But he played, instead of playing on the piano, he played on the turntable. Wow. And he won two Grammy Awards, and Raphael won nothing. He won the cigar of the I know, year. I know Wait, you're right? not a rap guy, Dave. Yeah, little Wayne. little Wayne is huge. Yeah, huge. This is the guy that did it. He's so he's big in Sheboygan. <laughs> he's very big. Huge in Sheboygan. Huge. Yes. So uh, he ended up putting the swag brand and later swag Sobe. Uh, swag still around? Still no. 
I believe some of the swag lines really? still remain the swag. Black, I believe, still okay. still exists, but the Sobe is uh, uh. So uh, the last of them went out uh, to the care package, but an interesting cigar nevertheless, and uh, little Wayne is attached to it. Maybe he gets a piece of it, and they're tired of giving it to him, whatever. Uh, right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. They also stand for puffing, packing, and pinching. Perdomo. Everything you're good at. There we go. So uh, I would imagine this is a full-body cigar. I haven't had it in quite a while myself. Um, But it is very... The look of it is very Miami Beach, right? Mm. What do they call it? The band? The band, yeah. Coloring. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's clean. extremely well made. Mm. Extremely well. The construction on it, you know, very tightly packed, Mr. John. Giggity. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it's got a clean taste on the, on the, the pre-light draw. Yeah. Barry and uh, everything I've, I've smoked by these guys is extremely well made. Yeah. Everything. They obviously forget that we have a whole ritual going on. You know, that. it's like fat guys sitting down at Thanksgiving. We, we ain't going to wait for somebody to dig into the food. We're just going right at it. Yeah, but we're tasting the cigar, and we go through the thing, and here's the pre-light tasting notes. What do you got, Barry? Nothing. Okay. Fail. There we go. I had cedar and hay. Now he's just making that up. He made it up. Just making it up. All right, so we're each lighting our cigar with a different lighter here. Dave is using soft flames, though, because the vertigo. We couldn't use the jet flame on right. it. But it's fine for a cigar. It's actually yeah. nice. Dave is using the soft flame vertigo condor at twenty nine ninety nine, featuring a flip out tamper and dreamer. I'm using the vertigo puffer at nineteen ninety nine, featuring the tamper, the reamer, and the poker. No Santa Maria. Here we go. Uh, Barry and Chuck will be lighting their cigars with the governor. Uh, the Vertigo Governor at nineteen ninety nine. Governor, Governor, Come we're on. not smoking pipes anymore. It's got back to Governor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, theirs features an onboard pullout tamper, poker, and reamer. Giggity. Quick question for you guys on the lighters: What will consume more butane or gas, a jet lighter or a soft lighter? Will use more. Mm-hmm. Jet is jetting it out fast. Okay. Yep, you're gonna blow through it faster. Yep. I think it takes longer to light a cigar with a soft flame. Yep. So they might cancel each other out. Mm. Ah, that's a good good point. Jonathan, you might want to put this under your uh, next experiment. Mr. J, the science guy, seems like an experiment. So I have that bite on the tongue left over from the cigar. From the pipe. pipe. Right? So you take the drawer in, and I actually feel my tongue. Yes. Drink some more of that. um, Well, I didn't smoke the pipe, so I'm not getting that. Yeah, yeah, drink a little bit I'm, of your grapefruit soda. Yeah, I didn't kill my tongue with the pipe, so I'm not, you know, that might not be there. My the mother would love this. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she likes things that taste bad. Yeah, she likes moxie. It doesn't taste bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, it's, I, like, it's I appreciate it. every single piece of the grapefruit with your mouth. That's what that is. It's just... Grapefruit is a good is is a good thing. I'm trying well, to figure the, out what it's it is. It's the rind. Well, you're saying grapefruit. that because grapefruit is the bitter. That's what we associate. No, he's on. He's, there are he's, many things but, that are bitter. <laughs> Come on, I'm dead on balls <laughs> accurate. Dead on balls accurate. All right, Marissa Tomei. It's an industry term. Jeez. Yeah. It's the white of the of the sour of the 
grapefruit. But it's it not does, the pink grapefruit. It's the no. sour white. Yeah, you take oh. a bite out of it, and you're like. <sighs> Is there a similarity to this in, like, the, um, the alcohol bitters? Yeah, so bitters bitters is made from uh, the rind and the pith as well. Typically, not always, but typically from grapefruit? bitters can be made from chocolate as well. Um, can made f- be made from other things, but the typical like agnostora bitters that people see, yeah. the main ingredient is the rind and the pith. The pith is pith. the white part underneath the rind. So the yeah, skin on you- an orange, right, is orange. Yeah. Then you have a, f- a layer of pith that is thicker. Then you have the actual fruit. And the bitter part is the pith. Yeah, oh. you don't eat when you eat a grapefruit. You don't eat the pith. You peel that off, and you eat the little nubules. Yeah, but yeah, what the, the hell is the there. pith? The white stuff. Just I just explained. It. Just explained it. <laughs> Are you paying you attention? He was thinking about lighting his pipe. He's thinking about his puffer. Yes. Where's your other hand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about between to two that. pillows. Yeah. Those aren't pillows. pillows. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got the right guy here. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but so I, I have that from the bitterness from the pipe, the bitterness from the drink, and now I have bitterness in the cigar, which is not you, you haven't done what I did. So the pipe ruined the cigar. Uh. You know, that I say this to people all the time when it comes to wine and, and beer, mm. okay? They'll say, oh, I don't like that wine. That wine's terrible. I say, give it another shot. Because what you're eating right now or what yeah. you've eaten earlier today is changing how that wine tastes. The same thing's true with cigars or anything for that matter. Yeah. Right? I taste the pipe tobacco. I taste definitely pipe tobacco. Wow. Is that messed up? Wow. I'm not getting it at all. I'm getting wow. a slightly spicy matzo cracker out of this swag soap. It's unbelievable. He, he does it every time. Every, the what, most nails re- it? The most <laughs> you re- know how he does it? He does nail it, but it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Nailed it. You know how he did it? How he does 350 retail establishments across the country. That's how he did it. That's Woof. Right. Anything? City Sluggers. City Sluggers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This time I was paying attention. Here we go. Franks right. and beans. Don't waste my time. <clears throat> Chocolate. <laughs> What's up in the cigar world, Barry Stein? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And this is this week's Cigar News, What's Up in the Industry. TwoGuysCigars.com saw the arrival of the Alec Bradley Filthy Hooligan, which is the black market blend with a Candela and Doc Jalapa wrapper. Some new trademarks, General Cigar has filed for CAO Consigliere, and Swisher Drew Estate has filed for All Out Kings. Dave, didn't uh, Camacho have a cigar called Consigliere? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Sal Fontana. Right. That was oh. a cigar they came up to. Who's the one that did that? C- uh, General Cigar has filed for CAO Consigliere. Wow. That may be an issue. And uh, that's an Italian word meaning? Consigliere. Like my left hand Lawyer. Man. Lawyer, and the yes. G, is, G is actually silent because we do have a global audience here. Okay. It's consigliere. Yes. All right. There we go. So Not what, Italian. Put that in your gabragool and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now, that was Sal Fontana, Fontana Cigars, mm-hmm. and 
Consigliere was the brand through Fontana Cigars. Now, when Christian Aroa sold Camacho to Davidoff, did they get Fontana Cigars, Sal Fontana's brand? I believe so. Although they discontinued it, but they still they have it. They heard it, though, yeah. Well, they thought they got one shot, one kill as well under that portfolio. Ah, it turns out they didn't. Somebody so. owns that. Somebody owns that. and Would it be um, Phillips? Who? Phillips. Did Phillips acquire? Wasn't that a Drew Estate or wasn't that connected? No, to no, Swisher? that was Swisher. No. So oh, it's Swisher, it's, sorry. It's, yeah. a, it's either Christian Aroa has it or Davidoff has it. Uh, one shot, one kill? Consigliere. Okay. This stoppie's killing me. You know how Snapple is made from the best stuff on earth? <laughs> this is made from the other crap. <laughs> What's the grapefruit soda? There is a grapefruit soda. Is it Mountain Dew? Fresca. 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 Yeah. Fresca. See, Fresca, Fresca Danny. delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fresca Danny. Getting back on track. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> <Industry> news. <laughs> Crown Heads announced this week that this year's Angel's Anvil, the TAA exclusive, will feature a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper in a box-pressed 55 by 54 Isn't format. Isn't that interesting? Well, Everybody's it, going for the box-press right now. Yep. Uh, while CAA, uh, CLE mentioned that their TAA exclusive will be called Azabash, and will be available in three sizes with an MSRP of seven to nine dollars. The cigar will feature a Mexican Maduro, which was used last year on the Asylum Nictophilia, which was also not to be confused with the San Andreas Maduro, which is the same, same exact same thing. thing. Okay, go which ahead. Which was also an exclusive for TAA, and CLE has also revamped the look for Arroya, as the boxes get a classier look. It's yeah. Arroa. What he said. PDR has also changed the packaging on PDA, PDR cigars. And they've given uh, Flores E. La Rodriguez cabinet selection a new name, removing the word selection. It's been one rebranding after another at Davidoff, and now Griffin is getting a new treatment with the Griffin Nicaragua. The cigar, which was first available in Europe, is now making its debut in the USA. Christoph is set to release three new blends, the first being the Christoph Connecticut, the second being Christoph Habano, and lastly... Hang on. I pushed on this, by the way. I had an advanced knowledge that this was coming, and I pushed for KK, Christoph Connecticut, and spell the Connecticut with a K, and it would be with the same K from Christoph, okay. and the logo would be awesome. Vetoed. Vetoed? He brought it to the meeting. Vetoed. And lastly, the third release from Christoph will be called the Pissed-Off Christoph. Oh, oh I like it. <laughs> nice. I like it. And that cigar will have a Mexican wrapper and have a retail of 850 to $10. Will it be ill-tempered? The old-tempered Mexican. There you go. Uh, U.S. and Cuba have agreed to opening 20 flights per day. Uh, What still needs to be worked out is how airlines will screen passengers to make sure they're traveling uh, for approved reasons to the island nation. And lastly, very, uh, very simple. You have a visa before you get on a plane. I've done this. Obama's going uh, next month, March. Same time I'm going. All right. I was thinking about Same that. hotel? Coincidence? Come I on. think not. Come on. I think not. I cannot wait to hear the story about oh, how I you got wait. frisked by security, not once, but 18 no, times. No, no. I'm thinking Dave and me and Obama smoking a cigar. And lastly, President Obama submitted his budget for the 2017 fiscal year and included was a 93.72 cent tax on cigars, which would double the current S-chip rate but it also calls a 1.6 cents increase per year based on inflation thereafter. So setting himself up so to every, increase, increase forever and ever and ever. Yep, every two years will go up three cents. It's unbelievable. Uh, good chance that it won't happen. 
That's the good news. Good chance that it won't happen. Right. Because Republican control yeah. Congress and Senate. And yeah. Plus, I fought to play offense <coughs> and to actually repeal the S-chip tax that happened, the 5,000 uh, increase, percentage increase that happened on S-chip once the Obamacare thing went in. And therefore, this was the funding for the children. And here it is taken again. So give it back. Also, while I'm, while I'm here, and I know some of the manufacturers are listening, and charging us the extra uh, when the high price of gas happened, that you ended up raising your shipping cost to us. Price of gas, I don't know if you know, this is under $2 now. It was $4.50, and I didn't get the refund. Yeah. You didn't lower your price. You raise them when they go up, but when they go back down, forget it. Because nobody's going to remember. I don't forget. I know what happened. Bring the prices down. Do the right thing. That's a fair point. There we go. Just going off of my, my strangent thing. And Can't that's know. this week's What's Up in the Cigar Industry. There we go. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? There we go. <clears throat> and the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Guys, love the show, but living in the great Northeast as you do, and by not living anywhere near a Spanish-speaking country, you guys massacre many Spanish words when you talk about many cigars. We're down the street from Lawrence. We're as close to a Spanish-speaking country as we can be, right? It's right here. <laughs> we have the highest Dominican population in the country right in our backyard. There we go. I would be delighted <laughs> to... <laughs> Excuse me. Don't inhale. We abuse the English language, too, so don't think we just abuse the Spanish language. We just abuse all languages. Yeah, and they abused Consigliere earlier, too. Consigliere. May I continue? Please. I would be delighted to help you out with the pronunciation of some of these words. Please. So you can sound like the intelligent people that you are. I believe that is a stretch, Peter. There we go. You'll, if you'll email me the Spanish words that you're not quite sure how to pronounce, and here's the issue. We think we know. That's it. We think we, we think got we it. We know. That's the problem. I'd be happy to send you the phonetic spelling of the word so you stand a better chance of getting it right. We know we're getting it wrong. Please tell Mr. G that Mr. What G the hell is happening to my mic. Or is it my headphone? Can you guys hear me? I hear you, but yeah, okay, it, it did drop down. Please Mi- tell Mr. G. Mr. G. That's you, Garofalo. Okay. That dos, as in dos hombre, is not pronounced das. It is pronounced like the word there you go. dos. Like you have taken a dose of medicine. So I don't I say do, dos hombre? You usually say dos hombre. Dos hombre. This one's two barons. Mr. Aroa's last name is pronounced e ro a. Uno dos. Uno dos. What is it? Uno dos. dos. So it is dos. Dos hombre. Dos. Yeah. Dos hombre. And I say dos because it says dos, right? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Just reading what it says on here. There. Is this Peter Hudson? Uh, this is Peter in Arizona. Yeah, so. Peter Hudson. Well, you, know, you know who it is. Yes, I do. There are many other words you guys massacre, but help is only an email away. I bet the brand owners would appreciate you reaching out to me for assistance. Tien un bien de amigos. Pedro from Arizona. All right. Well, first of all, Pedro, uh, I got us covered when I'm here, and, and when I'm not, I'll... His name is Peter Hudson. Okay, wait a minute. Yes. Hold on. Do, do any of us here have a friend... Whose name is spelled J O S E? Jose. Jose. What do you call him? Jose. Jose. That's the correct pronunciation. You don't call him Josie. 
So don't say DOS. <laughs> Uno DOS. Peter's the, right. Thank you, Peter. Dos I agree. <laughs> and to the Josies out there listening, it's Jose. So I say do, I disagree. I say, this is part of our charm. <laughs> if it's wrong, it's wrong, but let me get it right. I say DOS and it's DOS. No, you, no, you say, say DOS and, and it's DOS. DOS. Dos hombre. I say DOS, dos. and yes. it's DOS. Correct. D O S E is how it should be spelled. Correct. Right. How it should be, how it said. Should be pronounced. Dos hombre. I don't say dos hombre. It doesn't even sound right. Like, yeah, it, and Peter had it right. You know, he called us intelligent. We're not. No. We're idiots. <laughs> Nor does it say anywhere there on the website that we're intelligent. We're like the cigar I version thought- of Top Gear. We're just idiots enjoying cigars. <laughs> we are the authority on the subject, but. <laughs> That doesn't just mean we can it. read or write. You know we can't read, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. While you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. See what he did there? I like that. (laughs) Time spent smoking a debonair can never... Be subtracted from one's life, Governor. Today, gentlemen, the debonair way to wearing cologne. Smell is our strongest sense. Wearing cologne is a distinctive way of expressing yourself beyond the visual. It makes you memorable and forms a lasting impression. Too much cologne, the scent is overwhelming and off-putting. Too little, why even bother? Here's the debonair way for applying cologne properly and judiciously. Judiciously. Pour it. Pour it on your head. Number one is you want to spray the cologne on dry skin. Not wet skin, dry skin. Preferably after you get out of the shower and dry yourself. You want to hold the spray nozzle three to six inches away from your skin. Number two here. Apply the cologne to what are called your heat areas. Oh, no, I don't. It stings. Your body (laughs) heat. Your body heat. You don't do that. Your body heat. I've tried it. I'm telling you. It's going to push the scent throughout the day, creating a nice, even scent trail, which is commonly called silage. Heat areas are chest, neck, lower jaw, your wrist, forearm, inner elbow, and shoulder. Oh, now, if you I got spray that wrong. all those spots, you're going to reek. Do you just pick one or two? Pick one or two. Because what I do is I'll, I'll genuinely spray my wrist, rub it together, and then hit the back oh, of my jaw. That's, keep that's listening. as feminine as you can possibly yeah, ladies yes. do. It's what I do. I'm sure. it's how I roll. <laughs> I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Don't kill the note. You'd think rubbing the cologne into the skin is a sensible thing to do. Like Jonathan said, he'd spray his wrist and then rub the wrist together. Eh-eh. When in reality, it actually breaks the molecular bond, making the scent weaker. I call BS. I'm bringing it to you the debonair way here. Right. Do not spray and walk. You see, sometimes people will spray the cologne and walk, walk into through it. it. Yes, do yes. Not do that. You'd think that the uh, spraying the fragrance in the air and walking through it would be uh, meaningful, would actually be lasting. It's worthless. Most of the fragrance actually drops straight to the ground. 
I have a question for you, Chuck. Just yes, in reference to Dave's point earlier, should you ever spray your junk? No. No. Not there. The point of why? Anywhere else around, you know, in case someone's going in that area. Where you going with this? And things are getting hot and heavy. Would you lick your wrist after spraying it with cologne? Yeah. Do you like the taste of cologne? Well, it doesn't matter for him because correct, that's never hey. happening. <laughs> if it smells never like happened. cologne, leave it alone. There it is. <laughs> just, just a, it's been going on forever. We're gonna, just, we're gonna pass. <laughs> uh, next up here is uh, don't spray the fragrance on your clothes. Sometimes people will spray the cologne directly on their clothing. The fragrance uh, will actually not be allowed to mix with your oils and can actually stain your fabrics. So you want to go direct to skin. Finally, guys, less is more. Fragrance should be something that's discovered, not announced. People who are close by should be able to smell your cologne, not be overwhelmed by it. So where's the ideal spot on your junk? On- no, it is not. <laughs> I promise you. So where do you, where do you, where do you... Uh- so I've got to spray now four times. I'm going to go no, wrist. No, no, less no. is more. Wrist. No, no. Two. Pick jaw. two. Jaw. Jaw. And if you're spraying, it's perfume. It's not cologne. Cologne. What? You're thinking of aftershave, dude. Okay. It's a whole different thing. And what's that toilet one? I don't even use <laughs> that. The toilet. <laughs> They're all that. Can you think of anything better than toilet water? Oh, my Seriously. God. Well, that is the direct translation, but yeah, I'm the, sure that's not what the French mean when they use I that I believe term. the direct translation is meant to be kept in the bathroom for when you get out of the shower. I think he's right. Yes. Going to go with it anyway. So where would you where would you say so the idea? So well, where, where are you going to produce a lot of heat that's going to be kind of exposed? So I'd say your neck and maybe your wrist. My junk. So we're back to that. Oh God. <laughs> but neck the bottle wrist. should be able to last you a very long time. I'm, I'm thinking if you, you put spray. it on your neck, you're going to get the scent. You know, it's going to be. Well, if you're six inches away, you know, yeah, you might get a little bit, but it will mix in with the oils and it will just pre- present a nice even. Uh, Silage, as it's called. Is is men's cologne and perfume really happening right now? It's kind of... I have no idea. No, it's not dead. It's huge. Is it huge? huge? Oh, yeah. Huge. Which is huge. You know, we're not into... Because we we smell like cigars. You guys aren't into it. I like to smell good. Matter of fact... Do you do it all the time? Who's Do you do it every day? Not when I'm here. Davidoff makes a cologne. Yes, they do. I have it. Cool water. Cool water. Yeah. Oh. They make more than one. It smells like bubbles. And who was the biggest importer of... uh, Colognes and fragrances in this country up until not so long ago. Jakar. Hostess. No, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> wasn't J, uh, Jr. Wasn't it those guys? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Dominguez? No, no. Oh. The um, Jr. Cigars. Yes. Yeah, oh. oh. Well, there you go, guys. That's the uh, gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is: Are you debonair enough? I learned something new today. How about a debonair cologne? Huh, Phil Zangy, a debonair cologne. That yeah. smells like a mixture of tobacco and rum. Boom. A rum type of thing? Mike dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I dropped Debonair <laughs> cologne. Huh? Sincerely? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Phil. This is, it's a freebie. You've been supporting us. We're going to give you this one. It's millions. Because, again, back to the numbers. How many people use cologne a lot more than smoke cigars, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. That's interesting, too. It's interesting, too. Yeah, I give, I give Chuck kudos for that one. That was a good one. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, we're going to take a peek into the asylum and a peek into the calendar. Uh, we're going to let you know upcoming uh, cigars we'll be smoking on the show so you can smoke along with us. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. 
When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. 
So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. We smoked a pipe. We went back to cigars. We're smoking the Swag Sobe. And uh, I'll tell you this. I like cigars better than pipes. Premium handmade cigars. They're better. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, they don't make this anymore. I'm surprised to hear that. I wonder if they had a trademark issue with the Sobe drink. They had that whole marketing campaign, So Be Yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to find if... out that. I, I, was, I was surprised, Barry, when you said that. Um, and uh, I thought I was giving a solid here to our, our friends uh, at Aging Room uh, smoking the cigar. But they don't even make it anymore. And we passed mm-hmm. it out with the care package, which means we're down to one box of cigars left in the world. Yep. Maybe I would have hung on a little longer to those if, if I knew any better. But I didn't know. But looking through the calendar, what I do know is next week is National Cigar Smoking Day. Yes, it is. National Cigar Smoking Day. We're going to smoke four kicks. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Um, You can smoke along with us if you go to your favorite brick-and-mortar store and buy a four-kick cigar, and that's what we're going to smoke during the show along with something else we haven't even uh, decided on as we get ready for our big March Madness sale that's coming up uh, that following Friday. But um, next week is the 27th. I'm going to be leaving on Tuesday the 1st. To Cuba to go to the Havana Festival. Oh, so jealous. And um, I'll actually miss the March Madness sale the first, first time, time ever. Oh, my ever. Wow. You're going to be having a heart attack. I know. And for the second time ever, he's missing the show. So I, I had no choice because I have to be there on the Friday, which is the same exact day. That's the, the festival itself, the, the uh, big dinner that they have. That's what I can't miss, they said. So I have to be there for that, and that's actually the same exact day. So I'll stay a couple days after that, and then I'm going to fly from there to Mexico to the TAA, where uh, Barry mentions a bunch of the cigars that uh, I'll get to try while I'm there, along with a whole bunch of others, and I'll report back when I, when I come back. But when I, when I am gone on March 5th, I'll be in Cuba and uh, I won't be on the show, but you guys will be here along with Tommy Grella. That's right. We got it. All right. So Psyched. I, Tommy, I, we need to work out some sort of food pairing with cigars. Oh, yeah, sure. we can do that. I'm sure. going away, and you're going to do food. You're going on vacation. Did you lose my cell phone or something? Did I? No, I have it. Like, all you have to do is text me. I'm right down the street. I'll bring you whatever you want, okay. whenever you want. Um, you guys are going to be smoking Julius Caesar. Diamond Crown's Julius Caesar that day which is part of the care package. Yep. So you people that are not part of it, you can get a Julius Caesar for that week, along with something else we haven't decided on. Or You guys make that decision on yourself. Do the whole thing. We certainly will. Stay away from my humidor. 
No, do whatever you want. No promises there. There we go. <laughs> March 12th, um, I'll return back from uh, Cuba NTAA. Uh, we got a special cigar for you. Uh, that'll be the week of St. Patrick's Day, a limited-release St. Patrick's cigar that's never been out before, may never be out again, uh, and we'll have that on the show. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. As it should be. And you guys cannot buy that in advance of that. March 19th, Avo's 90th birthday show. Um, Avo will have turned 90 years old on March 22nd, a couple days from there. And um, we will uh, be smoking an Avo uh, on the show. And uh, it's during Ashketball. This is a, the season, Ashketball. If you guys don't know Ashketball, uh, we run it in our stores that you actually flick your ash into the bucket and yep. you get points. We'll be doing it on the show as we always do. And the cleaning guy comes uh, after the show. He makes his money that day. Leo <laughs> is never happy after Ashketball. Ashketball. It's a mess, but it's fun. Uh, moving ahead, um, April 2nd, six years ago. Do you remember, Tommy, six years ago? On April 1st, actually, me, you, and Mr. Jonathan got together. We went downstairs after hours, and we did the first Cigar Authority show. I do remember that. This will be the sixth anniversary. Please, I would love you to come for that. What date is I, that? That is April 2nd. Day I'm, after April Fool's Day. I'll make it. And I would like to not only have you come, I would like you to provide food, and I would like to buy the food for you to bring here for anybody that comes. Yeah. I'm going to give them free cigars, free. We're going to celebrate. Yeah, we'll have fun. Okay. Okay. We call party. it, Tommy, as you may remember, it's not actually the six-year anniversary show. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the freaking Catalina it's Wine Mixer. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer, and that's April 2nd. Uh, moving ahead, we're going to go all the way till September, and Barry Stein is going to get married on September 17th. Is that right? That is correct. September 17th. That's we, still on, Ooh, huh? look at Heidi. Hands That's up. still Woo! on. Yeah, you get <laughs> the big prize, baby. <laughs> You're the winner. The, the entertainment at their wedding is the most lame entertainment in the world. We are broadcasting live from their wedding. My God. It's and crazy. You suggested it, and she's I couldn't believe it. I crazy suggest, about it. I suggested it as a joke, yeah. by the way. Uh, and it turns out to, to really be happening. So yeah. a lot of crazy stuff's going to be happening, and we'll get into uh, some of those things later on. But right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, it's time for not yet, Chuck. Oh. <laughs> Wait till I get a couple sentences in. It's time for the news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. I feel like you need to read this in a Barry White voice. With this yeah, yeah, yeah. Not happening. <laughs> It'll just go right back to my regular voice after two sentences. Nevada's state caucuses are today, and you would think that all of the legal prostitutes would be in favor of Mr. Las Vegas himself, Donald Trump, but this is not the case. They are, in fact, in favor of Hillary Clinton's protection for health care reform, foreign policy experience, support for agencies that protect the public health and prevention, 
of a return to supply-side economics, and I would challenge any one of these women to explain what that is. Hookers for Hillary is a group started by the owner of the Bunny Ranch, a group of seven brothels that employs over 500, in quotes, independent contractors. Dennis Hoff has been out in force this weekend. Since the announcement of her campaign, many of the girls have been raising money by offering extra sex for free to men who agree to donate to the Clinton campaign. That's right, guys. No confirmation is required. Simply say, I would be happy to donate to Hillary Clinton's campaign, and you get 25% of your sex for free. The group is expected to present their presidential hopeful with a check for $2.87 from the one dude that kept his word. On a side note... There is a rumor floating around the interwebs that Sanders wants his own group, so our own Barry Stein is starting boners for Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Grella will bring forth rubs for Rubio. (laughs) I will start trannies for Trump. And Dave wants to play Marco Polo, so I don't think he really understands how to play this game. That's insane. Marco Polo, nothing. And I want to say I've been backing Hillary this whole time. That's Aside. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho. Nicely done, Mr. Jonathan. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I don't think you're back in Hillary Clinton. I'm just going with that. All you got to do is say it. That's it. I, I think... I'm going to try that with my wife later on today. The girls in Nevada love caucuses. Yes, yes. they do. They do. I heard that. It's true. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so that's... my first cigar in a week. Cigars are not addictive. I said it before. Mm. One week off. I got cigars are piled up. I got to do the stuff for Cigar Journal Magazine. They're piled up. I got different samples that came in during the week. It's amazing. And, and, and you know, I put the stuff out on Facebook and show it. And they say, I wish I was you and all this stuff. I promise you, you don't. I mean, it, it really turns into a job. I like when I get to sit and talk and enjoy a cigar, but going through that process of it is, like, you can't do two things at once. I mean, you're paying attention. Hang on, let me get my pipe. It's laborious. Is it? There laborious. we go. So, uh, I think I'm going to make you the new pipe blend. Screw you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cardboard. Not, He's blending coffee. So I'm not doing I mean, it. Pipe seems like the next step. I took the, this off my plate many, many years ago. Mikey does all our pipe tobacco. It yeah, comes in. Does. I give it to him. He's good. Oh, wow. He's For good. years and years that he always did it. And I, just so much of it. And I said, let me know when something's like unbelievable. We'll, we'll buy it. But uh, here you go. Here's more, more, more. Ugh. God bless him. Yeah. All right. So with all the talk in the news as of late about cigars, and uh, the nonsense surrounding them. The following message is submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Joe writes, Dear Cigar Authority, I've heard you mention monograph number nine many times on the show. Yes. I've read it myself, and I'm confused as to some of the conclusions you've come to regarding health and cigars. I'm just trying to understand how you conclude that smoking several cigars a day is good for you and that the study shows that cigar smoking smoking and particularly secondhand smoke isn't harmful. And actually, that's a little bit of a misnomer. Monograph number nine has nothing to do whatsoever with secondhand smoke. That was a study that was done at the same time as monograph number nine. And our good friend Mark S. Marcosi happened to be allowed in the room ahead of when he was supposed to be in there presenting monograph number nine. And he overheard the talk about what was going on with secondhand smoke, which the secondhand smoke study proved that there was nothing to secondhand smoke once you were over the age of five years old. 
that there's nothing to it. There's certainly no such thing as third-hand smoke, which is your clothes come in contact with smoke and then someone touches your clothes and now they somehow become smoke-infected and they're more likely to get lung disease. It's not the case. But monograph number nine does say that in the case of smoking cigars, when it comes to any sort of lung disease, if you consider one being all causes of death, we're all going to die, that 0.97 is what happens when you smoke cigars when it comes to uh, any kind of lung disease. It's a little bit lower. I believe it's 0.96 for coronary heart disease and so on down the line. All of the data shows that it's less than one. And when I asked Mark in an interview, he said it translates to roughly an additional four years, plus or minus, added on to your life if you smoke one to two cigars a day. Yeah. Everything gets worse when you start abusing anything. Yep. You know, If you have a glass of wine every single day, you live a little bit longer than if you didn't have any wine at all. There's something in it that helps you. What is it in a cigar that would possibly help you live a little longer? The answer is relaxation. Yeah. Stress, stress relief stress is relief. the number one killer. Right? Obviously. But, you know, I remember distinctly meeting one of the blenders in Nicaragua and him, remember this, saying that you can actually, you get vitamin, vitamins through smoking. Remember, you remember this? I don't. They were, they were saying that you could actually in, you you can actually intake vitamins through yes, the tobacco through, through your cheeks and your mouth and stuff. That now, we I don't know. Do it. Yes. I have no idea if that's true or not. Yeah. So I'm not making a scientific claim, but um, certainly the reduction of stress. There's no question, right? That yeah. when you sit and have a cigar, it's a relaxing thing. It makes and and I, that's when I do my best thinking. Yeah. I, I do my best thinking when I'm not smoking. Well, yeah, we know where you do your best thinking. The, uh, not in the boardroom. Joe continues. In the bathroom. bathroom. In the Bacausa. It's Italian. <laughs> I don't think you pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Bacausa? My girlfriend and I debate on this issue as often I'm a two-cigar-a-day smoker myself, and she does not smoke. I would love to be able to explain to her the other side of the story. So far, she's been able to bring to the table all kinds of studies on harmful effects of cigar smoking. Tell me one. Please, I want to know what it is because I haven't been able to find it. I've been looking for 31 years. Well, and, and the reality is what she's reading is a bunch of memes on Facebook and Twitter, and that is, those are not facts. Scientific study. Read the scientific study. Monograph number nine is just about the only one. It's certainly the largest of its World kind. World Health Organization did a study. It was all good. Um, that was American Heart Asso- Lung, Lung Association, Association that did monograph number nine. These, th- this is particular American things. American Cancer Institute did monograph okay. number nine. And these are particular things that I bring be- before Congress and stuff and show them with the American Lung Association there. And I say, well, here's their study right here and conclusion. And you're saying, where is it? So go to the conclusion of mm. this thing. You can read every single word, and I did too. And you can go to the conclusion where it, it's actually not correct of the way they say it, that they say there is no um, yeah, they, negative the, effect, no substantial effect to smoking two cigars a day than not smoking at all. When the fact is, it's actually better. Right. But they don't say it's better, but the numbers they prove play that with, it's better. They play with how they word it, so it so, sounds like, like it's the same. Right. But it is the same or worse. They can spit it. They did what? that with the Wells report. More probable than not, the Patriots deflated balls. BS, BS, BS. The data, the science. Why don't you just it's get the off ideal the ideal gas law? It's scientific. Same thing in this example. It's people trying to spin data to their own conclusions. But and the data is there. But the data is in our favor. It. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it it's prolongs there. your life. Yeah. So, and, and look at the people in the industry. Avo Uvasian, 90 years old next month. 90 years old. My grandfather made it to 96. He smoked eight cigars a day, by the way. George Burns. 
Padron. Padron's dad, 90 years old. He just turned 90. Uh, there's just so many 90-plus people. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Newman's dad, 90 years old. Yeah. Died in the office. It's it, Listen, I'll, I'll sign up. I'll smoke cigars and sign up for 90. Hell yeah. 100, George Burns, Milton Burrow, 100. They're healthy old people. It's right. not, you're not looking at a sickly old guy that's smoking cigars. We, 31 years watching our customers come in the store. How many voice boxes people have smoking cigars? Zero. Never Just saw checking. one. Never saw one. Just checking. No additive. Now, when it comes to pipe tobacco, we smoke the pipe. There's additives to it. There's flavoring. There's things that are happening that's burning that isn't natural. It's a flavoring that's added to its burning. Is it bad for you? Some may argue that it is. They have found mouth cancer when it comes to, to pipe tobacco, but it's not from the smoke itself. It's from the plastic on the lip. <laughs> wow. Heated over and over in the uh-huh. same spot for years and years and years of that. And the next thing you know, you got a little cancer in the, on your lip from where, just, where that is. Just take your little pocket knife. You just scrape it off. Cut it out. Yeah. And you're good. <laughs> Do a little surgery. All right, uh, another message submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Alex writes, Hey, guys, I'm a new listener, and I'm loving your show. I find the content entertaining and informative. I heard your choice for Cigar of the Year for 2015. It's on my list of must-buys. I was curious as to what you decided for other years. I found the answer on your podcast going back a few years, but it was too tough to try to find it on your website. Have you done a top 25 or a top 10 list every year? I thought I heard you say you've been doing them for years, and if so, where would I be able to get that information? I've tried to search your website with no luck. Thank you, and keep up the good work. And uh, I got some highlights uh, going all the way back to 1992, the very first year. You got Fonseca, Triangulare. Triangulare. The f- Triangulare. See, we're working on pronunciations. Maybe that is... I don't know if that's right. I always called it Fonseca Triangulare. Maybe it's Triangulare. It looks like Triangulare, but okay. we'll go with it. Anyway, uh, in 93, you had Romeo and Julieta Vintage, or yes. Vintage, as it were. <laughs> uh, 97, moving up, you got La Florida Manicana Alcalde. Now, there's an interesting one. We somehow found a box yes. in Nashua and put it out for singles, and I'm looking, filling singles in, in the floor case, and I go, Alcalde. And I look it up on the board, and sure enough, it was Cigar of the Year. 1997. So I smoked one. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, 19- Mild Fluid Dominicana. Yeah. 98, you got Perdomo Reserve X Torpedo. That was the first time he came out with a torpedo, and you could poke an eye out with it. Like Still he does his, his torpedos. You know, the best so torpedos sharp. in the business. Yeah. Yeah. So Unbelievable. Sharp. Uh, in 2000, you got CAO Cameroon. Cameroon. Nick Perdomo was making that cigar at that time. Uh, Box after, press Cameroon. Then after that, it changed. It wasn't the same. Yeah, absolutely. This is the problem with it. You can't look at it and smoke today's version of right. all these things. Uh, no well, way. you can get that 1997 Alcalde because we have some in Nashville. Yeah. Well, you got 21 of them? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2002, you had Camacho Diploma, which was a uh, special size, right? It was a special size and a special blend, and how you had to get that cigar initially was we were the first uh, Camacho dealer in the nation for an entire year, uh, which it was probably the year previous to that, probably 2000. What happened after that was the diploma came out, and we had regular Camachos for all those years, for the entire year by ourselves. Camacho comes out, diploma, I don't have diploma. 
So I said, where's the diploma? And he says, the diploma is you get the diploma when you come down to the factory and see this whole thing. That is the award you get. You get to buy the diploma. And the diploma came out, which was an altogether different blend. They well, don't even make diploma anymore. Now, isn't that an interesting theory yep. there? So if we fast forward now, you win the Golden Band Award. You get to buy the Golden Band cigars. Yes. That, yes. So this, 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 some dots yeah. being connected Connect there. Connect the dots. Connected the dots. Uh, 2004, Rocky Patel, 1990. Um, in 2005, you had Pete Johnson's Cabo One. Yeah. Kind of got that one wrong, huh? Well, I don't think, you know, I don't think I got it wrong. Although Tatuahi and Cabo One came out at the same time. Uh, I liked Cabo One better. As and do I. Tatuahi took off more than Cabo One did. But recently, we smoked the Cabo One again. Was that on the show or we just did it? I just I smoked it during it the day. The show. So I just smoked it one day or something. And I said, this cigar is Fantastic. Yes, it is. Still to this yep. day, it is fantastic. And if you haven't had a Cabawan before and you're a Tatuai fan, try a Cabawan. It's better. Especially the Guapos. Have one with yeah. an orange soda. Yes. Or In honor of, of Mr. Johnson. Or you could have it with this grapefruit crap. All right, that listen, you settle down. I appreciate it. <laughs> There's a great gift. I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth because I'm not that tall. This next, uh, one, this next one's a gift. The uh, 2012 Atabay. Atabay. And, the uh, best ever, still. 2013, Hammer and Sickle, at the time, Icon, and now it's referred to as Trademark. So those are some that highlights. Story? No. Okay, so uh, they put out Hammer and Sickle Icon. Yeah. Right? And huge cigar, does fantastic. Lawsuit against them for the word Icon because it used to be Bahia. Remember Bahia? Oh, yeah. Tony so, Bahani. Right. So he ends up getting out of the business. Somebody buys a cigar brand. It's not made in the same place. It's nothing that's same. It's, it's a low, low-end cigar. Uh, but they had the trademark of the Bahia icon. He has to stop using the word icon because they have the trademark to it. So what does he do? Eric Hansen. He trademarks trademark. It's now <laughs> called Hammer and Sickle Trademark, and he owns the trademark to trademark. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I love Eric. Yeah. So uh, that's it. That was quick. One cigar, in and out, little pipe talk. Huh? Not that's our it? best, but that's it. Hopefully oh. that never happens again. Yeah. I second the motion. Here we go. Motion passed? Passed. All right. The Maybe. eyes have it. Well, once a year, we do it on National Cigar uh, Pipe Smoking, International Pipe Smoking Day. Anyway, Let's next week is National Cigar Smoking Day. Uh, and just for kicks, we're going to smoke four kicks. Huh? Uh, along with something uh, maybe from my humidor. Uh, I'll prepare for my trip to the Habanos Festival in Cuba and to the uh, to Mexico to TAA, Tobacco Association of America. I'll share with you some of the data from cigar shops across the country and light up um, light up nations and worldwide. I don't know what I wrote here. Not but, sure either. Okay. But anyway, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And uh, whether you happen to be smoking your swag Sobe or a pipe, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth and uh, never lick the bowl. There we go.
this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie. 